generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Too many of us signed up to a KiwiSaver plan without much thought. And signing up is great, but if you've never got advice before, you could be missing out. Your KiwiSaver account could become one of your biggest assets over your lifetime. That's why getting expert advice early and ensuring you're in the right fund is so worthwhile. Generate have a team of KiwiSaver advisors available to help. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no obligation meeting. They can even come to you. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited, and of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome in, you were listening to the Top Gun special. <laughs> it's iconic. Another Keep the Change podcast with Mikey in the studio. A very special one as well because you've got the ton up. Yeah, the, the ton. 100th episode, mate. Yeah, the ton is up. It's quite unbelievable, really. It is. It's gone quick, isn't it? Do you remember your 100th? It was about 32 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Across uh, the different channels I've created content on. Wow. Mm. I don't know how many I'd be up to now, but... You're in the thousands, surely. Yeah, I would have been a part of at least a thousand podcasts, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just a 10 percenter. Hey, mate, you're a 1 percenter in the scheme <laughs> of podcasts. Because as we know, most people never get past 21. And this is the year of the podcast. It is. Oh, my God. Is it what? I've seen the most interesting podcast pop up. Mm. And want to have a crack? Yeah, it's pretty interesting, eh? How I think it's become obvious that it's a great marketing tool if done correctly. But it's just like when Facebook ads came out and just like when Instagram Reels started and everyone yeah. has a go and then... Oh, this sad. is really hard. Yeah. Haven't had anything yet. Um, so there's some lessons in that if you want to do something, like have a plan and do it really, really well. And before we get in to some of your highlights of these 100 pods, mate, I've got a very special announcement. Let's hear it. Firstly, we need the people to leave a five-star review because we've gone past 800. Yeah, I saw that on Instagram today. Not bad, That's eh? That's pretty cool. But secondly, our good friends at Double Yoke have <laughs> come back again. Now, before we get into what Double Yoke do, shout out to Amy, who works at Double Yoke. She's very happy that the Double Yoke crew were going to be sponsoring a couple of Keep the Change podcasts. <laughs> a big fan. She said, hey, well, maybe we have to weave in a shout out. So, good on you, Amy. Glad to hear you're learning. Um... Please don't ask for too many pay rises or blame it on us, if so, because the, the, your bosses may not be too happy. Uh, this episode is sponsored by our friends at Double Yoke. Double Yoke are bringing trust back to offshore software development. Double Yoke combine local technical specialists with their top-tier offshore talent to help you crush your product backlog. For a flexible and cost-effective software partner that you can trust, visit doubleyoke.com or speak with the team. Interestingly, since they last sponsored a couple of podcasts, they do this because they like the content that's going out there. Uh, I've actually been able to introduce them to a couple of different people that I know that are doing projects that can't get resource and linking up good people. Cool. So this stuff works, mate. There you go. Yeah. I was going to ask you, like, what's the point of having a giant audience if you can't use it, right? Very good point. Yeah. Um, just on the reviews, because I 
for the hundredth episode, I tried to think of back what I've learned, why I do it, because I just sort of don't think, I just do. So, but while really? I was doing it, I was looking at yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while I was looking at it, um, I think you're up over twenty thousand listeners now monthly, right? Yeah, twenty one nine nine seven. Hello to all of you, and there's eight hundred ish reviews. It's like ninety six percent of you haven't left a review. Well, when you put it like that, should we smack bottoms? Yeah, that really. <laughs> It really pisses me off, Mike. At 96%, if we add on the Apple ones as well, that's probably taking us closer to 950. It's still not even close to 5%, is it? No, so we should be able to get up to 5,000. If there's one thing I can ask for my 100th episode of being here, it's just to get the reviews up to 5,000. Please, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) I'd hate for Mikey not to come back. Yeah. (laughs) So... Anyway, thank you, Double Yoke. Thank you for leaving a review to all of you who are listening. Um, I think, interestingly, while I was thinking about this, I just started thinking about um, what, what the point of me being here was, mate. And initially it just started as a journey to try and... I was getting a bit sick of entitlement. Yeah, okay. Yeah. My, my entitlement? <laughs> no, 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 not yours. Okay, sorry. Just yes. in general. Yes. And I'm not an idiot, so I, I sort of, I guess I subconsciously recognised that you were good at building an audience, and I was very, very aware that I am not, because as I showed you during the week in 2019, one of my very old original business plans in mortgages, it said... My marketing is non-existent. <laughs> yeah. In 2019, though. Yeah. yeah. So yep. the only thing that I actually know how to do to counter that stuff is just work really hard. And then uh, it's the only one that I have known in the past that continues to produce. Um, so me understanding marketing, building an audience, having a community and stuff is not my specialty, never has been, never really have cared enough until recently in my life. Um and so I guess subconsciously I saw you doing it and I was like, fuck, he's good at that. <laughs> I should probably have yarns. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, I mean, the rest is effectively history. I think you actually lit the candle initially, initially, initially. And I went back and I was on episode 45 of the What's Next podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah, which is a long time ago. I yeah. think it was 2020. Um and it was pretty funny. I actually I didn't listen to all of it, but I went back and like listened to the start of it, and you could hear my voice shaking. Eh? Yeah. I was so nervous. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Everybody gets a bit nervy. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm. But then it's just like anything. Once you've got a few k's under feet, I like to say. Mm. Uh, you know, if you're a runner, a few kilometers under the feet, you just get out there and you just get it done, don't you? Mm. Yeah, I think um, practice is practice, right? Doesn't mm. matter what you're doing. Like practice always helps. I think during the lockdowns, we were having a number of phone calls where we, uh, I think we both found a common interest and commonality in economics and and trying to predict what was going on and far out, could this, you know, what would the future impacts be of these things? And we noticed that people just seemed to be interested in the here and now and we were looking at it going far, like people don't have a very long-term view of these things and then we did a few streams via StreamYard, we're talking about Bitcoin and how to buy a bit of crypto if you're into that (laughs) and and I think I found a video earlier where I was asking you, I think I was trying to put words in your mouth and you're like, do not do that. Do not do that. <laughs> like, are you saying going go all in on crypto? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we um we were talking pretty heavily in the lockdowns 
just before Keep the Change actually started, right? Mm. Yep. And then the podcast was about a year later? Yeah, because I had to catch up on 52-ish episodes. Yeah. Like... And that's as I was scrolling back, man, I was like, oh, the 30 for 30, fuck, that's a hard yard. Yeah. You put a, in some time there. <laughs> yeah, one a day for 30 days. Yeah. And yeah, I, um, it's funny because I look back at those things and I think, even myself, I think, fuck. Like, to get through the mental barrier to know, okay, if I'm going to do this podcast and do it once a week, I need to go back and I need to record 52 episodes. Mm. Like, that would be enough for people to go, oh, I'm just not even going to start doing it because bugger that. Yeah. And, and I kind of thought, well, I could either go back to the start or I could just start from episode, like, 53 or, or whatever week it was. But um, when you know what you got to do, sometimes you just put your head down and you just grind through it. Yeah. Sometimes you just make the decision and make an agreement with yourself. You're like, right, there goes my weekend. Let's roll. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, into more of the fun stuff, which I started thinking about, is probably, I liked, I thought about it and tried to speculate on why you've allowed me to still be here. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think now I recognize it more than when I just first came on here and started talking shit. But I think um, we both have an understanding now and probably share a commonality of two quite important things. Um, I think the importance of personal brand is quite relevant, especially in today's day and time. And I think it's going to get more and more. Mm. Um so you obviously understood that a long time before me, but I've picked up on it. And I think um, the biggest one that we both have is the long-term view approach, eh? Definitely. I think uh, the the amount of times I've seen someone have a go at something and not even get to the step of what I would consider putting in like a bit of effort, and then they just stop... Is so common. Yeah. Um, and I think being able to think of something in five-year periods or 10-year periods, whether that's just for like both of our businesses that we run or um, pretty much any decisions we make, because off the mic, guys, we talk about other shit too, believe it or not. <laughs> not much, though. Not much. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, Do you see that sport game? No, fuck up. Okay, sorry. Yeah, anyway, inflation. <laughs> inflation in America, you see that? Uh, um. Yeah, and I think the part of the long-term view that we probably relate to the most is probably not having a long-term view on doing well in your life, but not needing property to do it. <laughs> I think that's a... Yeah, you can, you can if you want, but not needing it. Like, it's not the only thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I probably will buy nice property one day. Same. Um, but I have broken through the societal pressure and barriers I've actually sold my home and things like that um, and put like just direct focus into what I'm going to do. Mm. And the returns have been significantly larger than buying a home. And I think you have recognized that too because you used to be a homeowner and now you don't own a home. No. <laughs> and your mine wasn't as calculated as yours. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but, but now you have built a business that produces yeah. more than a rental property, right? It, yes. <laughs> it's considerable. How many times over? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think those are the the things. And I think in terms of having it keep going and be successful and people like listening, um, the one thing that happens on and off the mic is humour. Mm. I get lots of messages about that, how they people like listening to us because it's funny and we're like trying to talk about serious shit. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> yeah, it's relatable. Yeah, so that's helpful. And then um, something you don't hear about on here, 
but off the mic is criticism. So without even probably realizing that much, I thought to myself, you text me like two weeks ago and you're like, we were coughing too much in that episode. Mm. And we're both like reasonably hard on ourselves in terms of, like I don't listen to all of the episodes again, but I try and listen to probably one and three or something. Um, and whenever I listen to them, I'm like, I'm like, fuck, I didn't explain that properly. And then I take a note and like next time I like I have to make that simpler or do I say to you, on it. like we that you need to do this to me to make me say it in this way. Or yeah, whatever. help me articulate that better. Yeah. yeah. So like criticism is pretty uh, crucial and not being afraid to tell someone that is is really important, I reckon. Yeah, I think we've both got a pretty good grasp of the above the line concept. So the um, ownership, accountability, responsibility. So, you know, I might say to you, mate, we need to tidy up the the sniffing or the, you know, coughing or whatever. Mm. And we're not going, oh, who cares? It's not that much. Or like, oh, you know, what's all that about? It's literally like, yeah, fuck, that's a 1% improvement. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's do it from tomorrow. And do I it from th- now. I, think you, I don't think you can... Um it's really it, it's quite hard to have that at the start of something as well, um, because when you make something or build something, not this, just anything, um, and once it get it goes through like stages, and like when I was building my business, there's different measures that tell you you're good. Like there's the first time that you make big money in a year, or or or, or more money than you made at your previous job, or something like that, and you can be happy with that, but that doesn't mean that. It's a really good service that you're offering. Um, like you just slowly develop over time and keep trying to find little bad parts anywhere where there's an inefficiency and remove it and improve it. Mm. And I think you can never stop that. I think that has to continue forever. I think you can never make, like if you think about Amazon, man, it's the biggest company in the world and they've gone from like, you needing to go to the supermarket or the mall to having shit delivered to your house in an hour in the States. Um, I know for a fact that on Amazon, if I buy something, it's here faster than if I buy something from Wellington. So It's broken, eh? Well, it's just because Amazon are gangsters. Yeah. And we're fucking lazy, and the people, the companies that are running our shit here don't think they need to improve because they've got a market share. And you get sleepy, and that's how fucking capitalism works. Someone will overtake you if you don't improve. And I think they're just constantly looking for new ways to do things better. They have their own 747 airliners now for shipping. They have everything. They've got trucks. They've got, and it's actually created a whole economy around them. They've got people that you know drop ship, and they've got people that have their own factories selling stuff that don't have retail stores. They're purely online. They've got. Uh, contracting truck drivers that get paid more than when they were trucking for, you know, steel beams. So I just think like a continuous healthy criticism and with the understanding that it's all to try and make things better all the time is a pretty good roadmap for not going wrong. Yeah, and you can implement that into your own personal life with your finances, outside of your finances, everything. And you think your life's going to get harder applying those types of things, but it actually gets easier. Yeah, I mean, we've brushed over little things about like productivity, like never go to the supermarket again or minimise it down to four times a year because it's very doable. Um, like, you know, the reason one of the reasons why you like Uber Eats is because you're sitting in front of the TV and it turns up and then you throw the rubbish out and there's no dishes at the end. Like, 
those you can create almost that yourself in all sorts of areas. Mm. You know, like they're selling you a product and making a fat margin on it, but you know, we've talked about direct debits and making sure that all your payments are taken care of so it doesn't suck like an hour out of your day logging into your banking app and being like, Oh, I've got to check this off on this number and invoice and like all of these things keep sucking up time. Like I get fucked off when I can't pay wave at the gas station and bounce. Yeah. You know? Like all of these little things they start adding up and like every now and then I have a day I'm like, Huh, got nothing to do. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, this is nice. That's what five years of fucking putting all that effort in, turned into, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, and it, 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 it still surprises me now, actually, and I always find more ways and think of other things that I can do to fill it up, but I wouldn't have that time and be able to have that time to think about other things if I was, like, paying my bill or walking into the gas station to pay my fucking gas or, you know, going to the supermarket to get my veggies or whatever, you know? Like, mm. I think... I just cannot emphasize enough how much you should try and do that stuff. Find improvements, make everything as efficient as possible, and be productive. I think one of the other commonalities that that we have is a genuine hunger and eagerness to help those who want to be helped. Mm. And often we'll share things behind the scenes where we're just frustrated by fuck, you haven't even tried to learn yet or what is this question? Mm. Um, and we feel like we've put so much into trying to provide res- value. Yeah, and reshape the way that people are thinking so that they can go, ah, I get that now. I've got that foundation, that base layer. Now I'll look at that problem differently. Mm. Um, or it's the, you know, oh, I heard this is what happens in America. Therefore, this is what happens here. Like, what do you think about that? And it's like, don't even worry about it. That's in America. That Those tax rules don't even apply here. Mm. So you're literally getting wound up about something that's not real because it's not how it works in New Zealand. And I think there's so much content around mortgages, finance, taxes, all that stuff. It, it hasn't come from New Zealand. It's usually outside of. And yeah. so the things that we're learning about aren't actually relevant here. Yeah. And, you know... We, we both don't need to do this. We could turn all this shit off tomorrow and just go, you know what, that was the last one that was, you know. Mm. But the reason I think that we both keep coming back, a big part of it, is that there are a lot of people out there that actually want the help mm. and they've got no idea where to get it from. I have significantly noticed an uptick in the thank yous in my messages. Yeah, especially the people that have been listening. Yeah, since. that's the coolest part, eh? Because yeah. it's like a year ago and stuff's starting to happen now and they're like, fuck, I can't believe it. And I'm like, you fucking beauty. Oh, like it's actually taking action and it's and it's starting to, they're starting to realise like, oh, th- th- this is different. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Definitely. And even just the, I'm glad I fixed my mortgage rate or I'm glad I took inflation seriously or I paid off my car loan today 1.5 years faster. Yeah. Um, and people are going, okay, like maybe I, I, sh- I, why should I have to do this shit that these dudes are banging on about? And why are they banging on about it so early? But when people decide to and do that, then they start to see the results of it. And you can see that their whole life in a small way changes because they realize, fuck. It's a light bulb, man. What else should I have been listening to? Yeah. You know, what else could <laughs> I have been done, doing differently yeah. here? And, you know, for me, like, one massive bee in my bonnet that I've got in me to write at some stage that I keep thinking and talking about it and then it's a good indication for me I need to get that out but it's not going to really matter because 
no one's really going to care. So I, I haven't put the time into it yet. But we're in a very contractionary and tough economic time. Mm. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm just a small accounting practice, boutique accounting practice that's using my spare time to try and help people. Where the fuck are the big four? Where the fuck are the dudes that have made tens of millions, that have got their 10 rentals, et cetera, that, are, that think they're really important and impressive in the accounting industry and shit? This is our time to step in and go, hey, could probably show you the way here, can show you some direction. Probably the same thing in the financial services market. But people just get caught up in, fuck it, I'll just make some more cash and just uh, make sure everything's kosher over here. And for some reason, there's probably something in you and I that's like, nah, we've got a bit of time to give back or we mm. don't want to just be like that. And maybe we'll ride off into the sunset later on in our careers and shouldn't do that. But yeah, I just think that like um, you're better to be like a rising tide together. Yeah. Like, if I wanted to, like, go blinkers on, close down my social media accounts and just, like, go hard at going on the mortgage business and only that and not trying to help with free value and things like that in other areas, I could definitely do that and I could definitely probably do really well at it and then make really good money and then bounce off to wherever I wanted to and then, you know, have yeah, all that worked. Do, yeah, do what well, that worked. But I reckon it's kind of... <laughs> This is a, I don't know if this is a good analogy, but it's kind of like um, like the government saying we're in a, a good financial position, but all the infrastructure's fucked. Mm. Like, what's the point of being in a good financial position if you're living like third world? So that's like kind of my version of like, there's no point me having like a really good life if I can't share it with others. Yeah. I'd or rather, yeah, or, even inspire others to do or yeah, aim for the same. Yeah, I would rather that people in New Zealand were in a better mood. Yeah. So I think the best way to do that is try and help them so they can get out of financial shit and do financially well. Yes. Pretty simple. Like, I can't really help with anything else. I'm not good at anything else. <laughs> so <laughs> Maybe you helped a mate of mine with his car the other weekend. Did I? You know, you were like, I could diagnose the problem. Oh, that's problem. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you could, be, you could be doing some content over there maybe. But <laughs> yeah, I think you're right because, you know, we're, we're both young enough that there's still a long way to go for us. Also, I was just about to say, like, the amount of road that you and I have in front of us, like what's the downside to talking to lots of people and talking to a big audience and making the audience grow and providing value? Yeah. Like it's probably going to pay at some point somehow, although it doesn't pay now. Mm. Like it does in different ways. You know, walking down the Mount, shout out if you're listening, there's quite a few listeners in the Mount. Walking down um, on, I can't remember what day it was, but over Easter and someone's like, Luke, love the podcast. Yeah. And you're just like, bang, it's just, that's like someone getting their payday. Yeah, that's yeah, just collecting yeah. a currency yeah. of, fuck, mean. Obviously, it's work, like it's, they're learning. Great. Yeah. That's the whole intention. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, in terms of providing heaps of, I think this is actually one of the hardest things I ever had to learn, is that um, getting paid much, much, much after you do work is a really, really good thing, and that's the higher... The longer you wait, the more you can charge. Mm. And it's very hard to learn because we're almost indoctrinated from the first time we get our first job that you get paid when you've done a week's of work, like a, a labor. True. You, know, you do a you do a, a day of labor and you know you made two hundred bucks and that's it. That's the rules. And, and you, then you now wait a week and you might get it a fortnight. Now yeah. I find myself like thinking about what the business could sell for in fifteen years. And to make sure that I set that up correctly and have this huge roadmap 
of making sure that everything is lined up if it came to that point one day that I get the maximum payout at that time. Mm. And then thinking like that completely changes your life. The caveat to it is you need to have some sort of income to sustain your living costs right now because it's very hard to go from like paycheck to paycheck to be like, I'm going to build something that I'll sell in 15 years. You know, like it doesn't happen like that. You actually need cash flow so that your life, your minimum basics are covered and then you can start pushing into longer term thinking. Um, But yeah, I think it's one of the biggest, most important things I've learned and just now that I'm like that, I'm like, fuck, here we go team, as much free value as I can possibly offer. Ask me anything, I'll try and answer it. I'll try and put my spin on it. Yeah, Mm. it'll all be free. And then maybe you want to come be a mortgage broker and I'll clip your ticket. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, like that that's a reality of what can happen. Yep. So it's a small country. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, there's I would say it's there's a reasonably good chance, close to a hundred percent chance, that like let's just say we're sitting here in five years doing a podcast, that one person out of the keep the change community is a mortgage broker at Guardian Smith. Easily. Probably. Probably in the next twelve months. Yeah. So, you know, like and that's a payment of currency mm. for providing 100 episodes worth of value coming on here and fucking studying on Sundays, doing notes, making sure I turn up with some, with some value, you know? Yeah. So I, I also think that when you do something without a expectation that you're going to get something in return, it makes it easier. 100%. But that's, again, the reverse of what we sort of get taught. Yeah. And No entitlement to, towards it. When you work a week at Pack and Save... You expect your paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. When yep. you work, when I work at Guardian Smith, I don't know if I'm getting paid next month, but I know I'll get paid at some point, but that's a massive difference between an entitlement and a belief. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of this content is encouraging people to have belief in a time where it's very hard to have belief because everywhere we look, where, you know, since it's been going, it's kind of been getting locked down, you know, we can't go overseas, mm. uh, the cost of living's up, oh, oil's at, uh, you know, record prices, mm. um, oh, Jesus, the tax takes at record amounts, and it's everywhere you look, you're going, fuck, how do you actually get ahead or get, get things here? And yeah. we're starting to, I think a lot of people are losing that belief that they can. And, you know, someone was asking me earlier about, uh, the banking collapse and, you know, um, are, you, are you stockpiling food and gold and stuff? And I'm like, nah, I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm not. But like, I get where you're coming from. But remember, you can always get up and leave here. Like you said mm. in, the, in one of the pods was basically like, get yourself in a position that if you're so sick of New Zealand, that yeah. you can get your family, you can get out of here. I don't even hate people area. for that. No. Nah. I'm like, I don't blame you. If you want to go, go like 100%. I, have, I can't lie. Like I've thought about it myself because I'm like, just doesn't feel like it's going the right direction of how I roll, but then I roll in a pretty different way, so <laughs> I have to be careful with myself on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, but this is we're trying to show because how I think about this a little bit differently to you know, as people will mention other podcasts to me and stuff, and and I'll go, well, I'm not on a fin- I'm not a financial advisor, and I'm not targeting one specific demographic or gender, and going to sell you a course. Yeah. Oh, I'm not a journalist. Um, I'm not going to write stories that are perfectly edited and don't have any fucking swearing in them and um, are going to be completely fact-checked from some CEO that I've built a relationship because I've got the brand that I can leverage off to say, hey, I'm calling you on behalf of... Yeah. That's not what you're going to get here. Nah. This is... 
Here's an, a guy that was a fucking idiot in his 20s <laughs> and did all the dumb shit that you did too and then woke up to the fact that actually I was wasting my potential and it's way over there. I've got to reset my compass like I learned when I was in Scouts and go, how the fuck am I going to get closer to that? As I started getting closer to that, I realized, Jesus, these goals are too small. I should probably level these fuckers up a little bit <laughs> and that's what I'm going to do and I'm going to share some of those lessons along the way. That's all it is. And that's all we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I just think the... Shit, what was I going to say? You sidetracked me there. I was Sorry, just, mate. I was just thinking. You got fired up. Yeah, you got Shot. really fired <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think, I think we need more leaders and role models and shit in the country in a time where everybody's feeling like they're, they're not there for them. There's, yeah. There's not. And, you know, I watched, I paid for the Izzy fight on the weekend with How Taz. gangster. I, I didn't pay for it. Sorry. How that. gangster was that? Oh. Taz sorted it. And I'm like, I think we should watch that. You know, to be honest, I couldn't give two-fifths of fuck or care for the UFC, but I thought, there's something special about this. That guy. Yeah, I could just tell. I was like, this is going to be, this is a moment. So I wanted to partly support it and be kind of, just see what's happening. And then also I've been watching the Kai Cutter France documentary. Oh, yeah? No, next to nothing about his um, career and stuff, but I know that there's just dudes in a doing the same thing that we're trying to, but in a completely different area, and they'll be ins- inspiring a, a stack of people. And, you know, when I've been to America, when you tell people oh, I'm from New Zealand, uh, they're like, oh, Australia. And you're like, no. And, you know, it's a bit of a joke, <laughs> but I reckon that would have decreased since the Kiwi lads and lasses over there in the States have been kicking ass. Where yeah. They're like, oh, they're from Auckland, New Zealand. Yeah. You know, it's not, oh, they're from Australia. People will be learning in the States, oh, wow, that's a... That's a nation in its own, and they're representing us. And you know, that's the sort of people I want to draw inspiration from: is people that are going, "That's my goal. I'm just trying to get closer to it." And and then they're happy and willing to share their journey, and they're willing to fail in front of the fucking world as well. Yeah, well, we can see from Izzy, who lost to this guy previously and had done in the past as well, that failure makes for a gangster story yeah because everybody loves a comeback like definitely and like he said no one no no one's more happy right now than me but yeah he's right though that speech he did after he's like i hope everyone can feel this once in their life yeah and that's kind of a little bit of what i want to share too like i've had some horrible shit in my past and then driven out of it and there's no one else that can help you with it. Mm. You just have to control it yourself. You have to put your head down. But when you do, and you get to the light at the end of the tunnel, some good shit can happen, eh? Yep. And like, and you realise that some of those moments were actually massive contributors to the you becoming the person that you are now. Yeah, it sounds so fucking cliche to say like, oh, you know. I went through this tough time, and it y- may be the best <laughs> person I am today. <laughs> yeah, that shit. <laughs> but until it happens to you. Yeah. Then you realise, like, ah, oh, now I know what they were talking about. It's that thing where, you know, the student's not ready. You know, the teacher will appear when the student is ready. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting, eh? Um, but, yeah, that Izzy fight, man. Whew, it was, was special. Good. But there's, you know, there's even people in... Um, I, I look at uh, Michaela Blight, who plays sevens for New Zealand in the women's team. And I'm like, where, where's, why isn't this chick fucking on the front of everything? And she's just... A freak, a weapon. And most mm. people probably never heard of her. And then we jump onto the shining light of what's happening at, at the time and whatnot, which is all good and well. But there's so many Kiwis out there that are actually doing massive things and going after their goals and stuff. And I think we need to be looking to those people a bit more because the amount of times 
we're seeing politicians at the moment. I think I've said this on a prior pod. I, I had this realization. I'm like, why the fuck aren't they doing so, like some more work? Why are all the stories about them? Mm. It seems to be broken. Because the media is all funded by them. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Probably a big part of it. <laughs> yeah. But then we get all caught up in that and you're like, well, again, and it just doesn't actually help you get closer yeah, to the story. Going back out. to what you said previously, like one of the ways when you when you see, you know, the cost of living and inflation and banks falling over and, you know, politicians everywhere talking shit about each other and saying nah, it's this way and that way. Honestly, I made this change in April, May twenty twenty. I turned off the fucking news. And I I read probably, honestly, five articles a year from like important ones that people send me. Even half the ones you send me, I don't open. Yeah, like, and it is the best thing for you. Yeah, honestly, like, people talk to me. They're like, "Oh, did you, did you see what David Seymour said about Jacinda?" I'm like, "Nah, I <laughs> fucking don't. I don't know what he said about Jacinda." <laughs> and, and by the way, don't tell me. Oh, it was last week. How do you not know? Because I haven't opened anything. I've I replied to 54 a, DMs about I don't have a, mortgage rates. Yeah, I don't have a bookmark. I don't have an app. I don't have anything that has to do with the news. The only news I look up is financial news because I'm interested in it, and I only search it when I want it. I don't follow anything. Mm. I'm not subscribed to anything. Um, you got to hunt it out. I follow individual people on certain social media platforms. My algorithm's, like, trained for me. It knows not to spit me out news and shit. Um, and honestly, you will do better. Because if you don't know about the cost of living in the news and you don't know about house prices falling, you don't know that the Prime Minister quit and you know the Queen died and all of the shit that doesn't affect you tomorrow. If you knew about everything in the news today, guess what happens tomorrow? Nothing. Your life goes on. But it, you let it consume like six hours of your brain space mm. and it stops you from doing something else. And nothing positive came from it. It didn't yeah. help you earn more. It didn't help you fucking get a promotion at work. Nothing. Get closer to your goals. Yeah. I don't even watch sport, man. I watch Formula One because I really, really, really like cars. <laughs> if anyone didn't know. Do you? <laughs> yes, I really like cars. Really, 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 yeah. really like them. <laughs> Had a bit it's, of UFC every now and then. Yeah, and I do a bit of UFC, like Izzy fight, so I bought that. Nice, but mate. Literally nothing, man. And you... And you know, like there's just no excuse after that. Then you should, then you, if you struggle after that, after two years of doing that, then you have to look at yourself and be like, something else is going on here. So there. Just like that? Just like that. <laughs> Any other lessons or insights from doing a hundred podcasts, mate? Do you think you've gotten better at speaking or like, do you find that your brain will look at something and go, hmm, that could be a podcast? Do you, does, does it, the yep. world seem different now? Yeah, yeah. So, like, my content side of my brain has been unlocked. Yeah. And it when I first started coming on here, it didn't exist. And the first episodes were, like, you prompting me. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, now, as you know, I'm like, I've, I text you, I'm like, I've got another topic. Because yeah. I'll just see something. Like, I'll be in Melbourne and asking questions of people. And as soon as something pops up, I'm like, is that a, is that a reel or is that a podcast or is that what? And I'm like, nah, nah, that shit. On to the next one. And then I'll pick something, and then it just, and then I have to like remind myself. My phone's got so many fucking notes in it. Yeah, same. <laughs> just because you see stuff, like, and then it makes you think about it, and you're like, right, that's that's time to talk to the people about. Yeah, you definitely. You know, I think we're really people. We we love stories, and we get taught from a very early age that you know our, our parents will teach us stories. We consume 
if we can see in the news, it's a story. Uh, we've all got a story of what we've done throughout our life and whatnot, and there seems to be a language of the story, and people like it. And I think when you turn your brain to, hmm, how can I turn that into mm. uh, a story a little bit? It makes it easier for people to to digest. Yeah, I think being able to explain something in an entertaining way. You know, when you hear someone speak, I had I had a, went to a conference probably like a month or so ago, and this guy spoke, and I looked around the room, and everyone was like locked eyes. And I was like, fuck, this is quite cool. Yeah, that's you know, a like, gift. That's, like, a, that's, a, that's a skill and it's an ob- art. It's a, it's a skill and an art, but you know, they might have a gift at that and be naturally good at it, but this also had effort and time put in. Um, and man, yeah, like, I just like anything that's impressive. And, <laughs> I, ladies and gentlemen, I like anything that is impressive. <laughs> yeah, I just respect it, you know. It's yeah. like, wow, that's that's good because I can tell that time and effort's gone into that, plus probably a bit of natural talent or whatever. Um, and I, I don't think I have the natural talent. Like, I am okay at one-on-one stuff. I'm not that good at doing more than one-on-one. Um, but basically, I definitely think this stuff has helped. Do you think that doing podcasts has then helped you think about short-form content? So you've then thought, hmm, because we know people's attention spans are quite sh- are getting shortened as well. Yeah. And it, you've it's made you realise, ah, oh, I could explain that, that you might get five minutes talking about it on a podcast and try and chunk it down into 30 seconds to a minute. I do, a little bit, but I reckon what outweighs a short attention span is really high volume, uh, sorry, value, Yeah, and then people will watch it or listen to it anyway. So, like for you, for example, you're at a point now where you could put up a video of a blank white whiteboard with no stuff, and it would get views. I might do it. <laughs> do, do I say anything? It would, you don't know. Okay, that's no. what I'm saying. Like you, like just because and stare at the camera. because people know that if they click on your shirt, they can expect value and be given it. Mm. So I think that over a long time period, it's far more important than like can you get a three second hook in yeah this dude said to me from media the other day he's like i've been in this game a long time and he's like you're in a lane that i haven't seen many people be able to get into and i think whatever you do you should try and stay in that fucking lane yeah (laughs) i was like okay sir yeah thank you for the tip yeah 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 i i always whatever other content i consume i try and break down why i like it like a little bit yeah even even like car stuff um and it all comes it always comes back to oh it's valuable to me. So like even sometimes I watch car stuff, I'm like, fuck, this is edited so poorly. Like look at Alex Hormozzi's original videos. Mm. You could barely hear him because the mic he wasn't using a mic and he was on the other side of the room and shit. But the stuff that he was doing was so valuable, it grew into this giant million and millions of subscriber brand that he's got online now. And I think to me that's I can't <laughs> I know that all the, the tricks of like three-second hooks and all that kind of stuff, they do work because I use them. <laughs> but for me, that valuable piece, if you continue to v- provide value up front to people, you will grow over the long term guaranteed. It's the same as like getting rich quick versus getting rich guaranteed. You can put stuff in place that will guarantee the success of it over time, and that just comes down to giving people value. Yeah, I think the more value you give, then you're more likely to actually change someone's life and help them get their life better than if you just get their attention with a hack. As an example, the video that went viral 
here's how to pay no interest. You pay a dollar a day to your bank. Your bank's not going to want you to do this. Went it's, massively viral. Everyone falls for it. The media cover it. It's <laughs> fucking getting sent round. Yeah. And it's just hack, 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 hack. And basically, it's not actually value. It's not going to change. And, and all it really did is just distracted people and gave them this glimmering hope of, fuck, maybe yeah. there's a way. You know, maybe there is a way. <laughs> yeah. Instead of, you know what the actual answer is? Go and increase your income. <laughs> yeah. Pay the tax on it. Clear your debt down faster. You'll shave years off your mortgage. But that's not viral oh, content, geez, is it? bro. Yeah. You fucking genius. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. So, so I think... Yeah, people have gotten pretty good at playing to our, our weaknesses as humans and people use that as a strength to be able to then tap into that. Mm. And everyone's doing it across the board, from content creators to your kids doing it back to you, to the media. AI's about to start doing it to you. Yeah, like, yeah YouTube's doing it to your kids, your yeah. kids are learning it and they're doing it back to you. I actually saw someone that you follow on Twitter yesterday explain how they told a white lie to their kids and mm. they said, broke the iPad, can't believe it, so gutted and then transition them away from using devices and they were sharing after X amount of days how it had changed their mm. household. I thought, wow, what a cool thing. They mm. had no understanding that the iPad was actually still there, just said, so gutted it's broken or whatever, no more. And he also said that like they still allowed them to have TV, but they'd sit in front of the TV for five minutes and then go back to playing outside or something because they'd got more used to back to that. Yeah. You know, like the screen time no longer was the part grabbing their attention it was like oh no fuck playing's fun and we all have to remember that we are the product the reason that tiktok is so addictive reels are news stories are the flashing breaking news that i gotta tune into my hosking every day what will i miss if i miss one day of hosking you know all of that shit is because we're the product that they're then going well if i just get your attention somehow and we've got to then figure out how to get your attention then we can count that as engagement and we can sell that shit mm -hmm. and, and you are the product. So going back to what you said before, it's have you got people, content, information and ideas around you that add value to your life? Pull out some of the things that don't and add in some of the things that do and your life gets better and hopefully keep the change as a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. And we'd just like to announce the new Keep the Change, Kiwis have a fun. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding, guys. And I think the line is, uh, so we're, we're averaging 87% returns at the moment, and past returns are not an indicator of future returns, but if you'd like to discuss changing yeah. Yeah. Oh, how good. Well, mate, thank you for your contribution over this 100. I genuinely mean that. We've had some serious sessions where we've gone four or five back-to-back, -back, just we've, literally. We've on. done long ones. We've done... 6 a.m. ones, we've done 9 p.m. ones, we've done Sundays. Yeah. Yeah, it's done, been good. We've done, okay, we'll come in and we'll do a tour three, and then we get yarning about something, and then it's like, fuck, there's only time to do one now <laughs> because we get carried away talking about something. Uh, but talk us through this Top Gun anthem that you chose for your uh, Monumental well, 100th. Well, Mikey being on a 100th episode is iconic, and it's an iconic tune and an iconic movie, so. I like it. Yeah. Here's to 100 more, mate. Let's roll. And 100 more five-star reviews. If you haven't already... We're watching you. <laughs> Shout out to Double Yoke as well. Amy, thanks for tuning in. 